Hi, welcome to Romance Happy Hour. I'm Dylan Crush. And I'm Don Ludicky. We're bringing you your favorite romance authors. You'll get to hear them read from their books and answer your questions. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome to Romance Happy Hour. I'm Dylan Crush here with Dawn Ludicky. And tonight we have guests Sophia Aves and whoops wrong way and Paris Winters and Dawn it's a super special episode tonight because it is our 100th episode give or take we did some we did some book club things this is our 100th episode of romance happy hour it's our our official how we're counting it as our 100th episode Exactly. Yeah. And it, it's so convenient that it felt on December, oh gosh, on our December, right? But we didn't fix that. I mean, it really happened that way. When we started counting out, we were like, oh my gosh, this is going to be our last episode of 2022 is our hundredth episode. So, so Sophia and Paris, thank you so much for being with us tonight. You had no idea when you signed up for this date that you were going to get roped in to our hundredth episode. So, so yeah. thanks for being with us. Thank you. So, Thank you. Episode, like, I don't know, quips or I, I don't know, something goofier. <laughs> Fun next. Well, I'm sure you'll come up with something, Dawn. <laughs> so, I don't know if we'll fit another 100 episodes in one year when it took us like three years to get to the first 100 episodes, but I you never know. Years from whenever. Oh, gotcha. I mean, you know, we write words, we don't math, right? <laughs> Oh my gosh, and Karen Wright is over there saying happy 1000th romance happy hour. Oh gosh, Karen. (laughs) She corrected herself, but that's really funny, Karen, because I mean, oh my gosh, how long would that be? That would be like 30 years we'd have to do this on to get to a thousand episodes. So who knows? Who knows? It could happen. (laughs) We could start doing it more often. We'll see. (laughs) All right. Well, We're excited that you're here to celebrate with us. And Dawn, I want to hear real quick, what have you been working on besides making super cute earrings that you were telling us about before we went live? See my earrings? They're ugly sweaters. We've got blue. Yeah, you're going to have to get closer. There you go. My sight is really crappy too. So my ugly sweater earrings. Blue on this side. I have some red and white ones too. My daughter and I are making them and selling them at craft fairs. But I am doing edits. I am doing edits so much that I hate my edits and I hate my book. And this is like the 20th millionth time I've done edits on it or revised it for agents or editors that thought it looked sounded good otherwise. So that's what I'm doing. Edits. I, I don't know, Sophia and Paris, have, have you ever hated your book? I, I think you're the only author, <laughs> Dawn, that I've ever heard of who's ever hated her book. I'm just kidding. Don't we all hate, hate it. Her book. We all, always go through some period where you hate your story and you're sick of seeing it on the page. And then eventually you come back to loving it and hoping for it again. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yep. Poor bro. This My agent um, told me, you, you need to change his personality. So that's where we're at. Changing Brody's personality. So okay. <laughs> that's kind of a, a sweeping change. Yeah. Like not a little one. So I'm yeah. like, yeah, he's getting this back anytime soon. <laughs> yep. So that's well, where I'm at. What are you doing? Doing? Um, I am, what am I working on? I've got a big project coming up after the first of the year. I was just talking to, um, my co-writer earlier today. So I'm going to be doing a group project and it's going to be set. Guess where Dawn? Montana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I might have to come and visit you for some research. But yeah, I've got a big, huge project that's going to be starting after the first of the year that I've not told anybody about yet. And yeah, um, cool. so, yeah. So, so keep an eye on news. It's going to be co-written with somebody yeah. and, um, and I'm doing a shared series. So oh. I'm really excited. I know I, I don't I haven't had much out for Dylan recently, um, but that's because I've got I've been working a lot on this. So 
So that's what I've been up to. Let me ask you some questions. Sorry, I have to interrupt. I I have to. Obviously, your co-writer is a secret because you wouldn't say her name and you don't trust me. So is it a secret, your co-writer? I mean, it won't be a secret when the books come out, but we're just, we're, we're teasing it right now because things are not like official, finalized, official, finalized. They're okay. finalized, they're like official, finalized, but not official, finalized, official, finalized. Okay. And I did want to give a shout out to Heather. She works with me. I got a day job working with my husband and um, I was, somebody said, um, you're an a USA Today bestselling author, what do you write? And they said, I write romance. And then this head popped out the side and she's like, you write romance? Oh my gosh. So um, we got to talking and I met her before previously at a book signing, but um, I'm like, well, do you know Dylan Crush? And she's like, oh my God, yes. <laughs> I love Dylan Crush. Really? And I'm like, yeah. So you've got a fan over here that works with me on the stage. I have a fan in Montana. That's funny. Awesome. 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 Well, now I'm nervous to write a book set in Montana because you live in Montana and, and Heather obviously lives in Montana. So it's going to be oh, not intimidating at all. No. All right. Well, let's meet Paris and Sophia. Um, Paris, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and sure. What so, you write? Hi, everyone. I'm Paris Winters. Um, I write contemporary romance, uh, mostly steamy. I do have one that's sweet. Um, but again, I like the steamy stuff. So I lean towards that. I have seven books out. Um, let's see. I love including animals uh, in my books. Uh, that's because I'm a huge animal lover. Um, I have three dogs. And yeah, that's about it. Uh, currently, I am Dawn. I can relate. I'm doing that editing too. And I just sometimes just want to take that book and toss it out the window. But then I love it again because then I'll find those scenes that I'm like so touched by. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, this came out really good. Like, I'm either laughing or like on the verge of crying. And then I get to like that scene where I'm like, okay, I redid this scene. Like, 10 times and it's still not working <laughs> and you just want to like shake and everybody else is like oh but I love that scene I'm like but I don't <laughs> so um that's been a fun project it's actually uh set in New York and it involves a mechanic um and so and someone who is not from New York especially New York City like coming in so that whole fish out of water what is this traffic <laughs> like because you can spend two hours going you know which okay i know this from work hold on let me calculate 20 miles it will take me coming home from work three hours oh yeah wow oh my gosh i'm raising my hand so i don't interrupt you but didn't we just talk about how writers don't do math i don't know if that was previous to that uh -huh. yep mm -hmm. do you do math in your day job I'm a science you? teacher, in my oh my so I do need to know a little bit of math. <laughs> I think maybe it's just you and me that don't do math, Don. Maybe so, because I'm horrible at math. All right, so we, maybe we should put a, um, a poll out, like two other eight, uh, other authors do do math, and see, then we can see like. How many authors actually do math? But sorry, Paris, I interrupted you. Oh, go no, ahead. no, go, no. Besides math, I do uh, color-coded spreadsheets. So I love my spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> we do like colors, so. <laughs> yes, and lots and lots of spreadsheets. So, well, we're happy to have you here with us tonight. Yes, and thank you, and congratulations on your 100th episode. Thank you. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Triple digits is something. Um, Sophia, welcome from Down Under, where mm -hmm. it's almost Christmas, and it, you said it's over 100 degrees Fahrenheit. So, whoo. <laughs> you know, yeah. By the time I go to work and come home, I don't see the sun. It was like, oh, I was really jealous of your background. Yeah. Well, it's tomorrow there, I'll, I'll share right? a little bit of sunlight with you. Channel it towards you. It's tomorrow there. It's, it's Friday there already. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're she a giant front. So. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's, that's one of the super fun it. things that, that I have, um, you know, met a lot of authors from different countries. And, and so when mm -hmm. I tell my kids that, you know, I talked to so-and-so in Australia and, you know, it's like they're living in the future because it's tomorrow they are already. And they just don't, <laughs> I mean, get it now because they're older. Um, but yeah, it's kind of funny to, to think that she's living in the future. So. It is. It is. It's really fun too when you've got a book launch and you're like, which hour does it launch in America? <laughs> when does the day turn over? <laughs> which side of the country are we on? So why oh, don't you yeah. tell us a little bit about what you write and anything else mm -hmm. you want to share? Okay. Hi, I'm Sophia. Um, I'm a bookaholic, um, writing and reading. I do everything. Um, I'm a USA Today bestseller. I've got four pen names, three active, and I've got over 150 books out. Um, so I've been writing for three years. So some of those are translations and some of them are kidlit because I do um, picture books as well for a local charity. Um, I live just west of Brisbane um, on 40 acres and we're opening our own alpaca park on the 13th of December. This is the 20-year dream that we've been working for. So that's the most exciting thing um, for me at the moment. So I'm waiting for my alpacas to arrive. Um, and they're all three of them are pregnant. So this time next year, I'll have three little babies as well, which will be super cute. And um, I write uh, cops, cowboys, military. I'm married to a veteran. So I write a lot of return veterans, a lot of scars, um, both invisible and visible scars, um, a lot of trauma and PTSD. Uh, but I always find a way to make people redeemable and give them a happily ever after because I mean look you, they've, they've got a, they've, they've earned it for heaven's sake these people have definitely earned their happily ever after um I do write steamy there are f-bombs on the page so just as a heads up <laughs> be prepared um there, I do have a couple of sweet romances out there I am currently editing my very first rom-com which has been the most interesting um going from steamy and suspense to a rom-com is a totally different mindset um, so I've been reading Pippa Grant and indulging in Megan Quinn and trying to get everything in my head and sort of work out where the where the happiness comes in where I would normally go dark. I've got to do sunshine and daisies. And I'm like, this is really weird, but it's fun. So it's it's all exciting. Um, I actually have um, I write quite a bit. So I have two book launches today. Um, one is Xander. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so one is Xander is book one in Klaus Brothers. Uh, it's a Christmas. Uh, series of brothers set in Mon uh, set in Montana, set in San Diego. I've got Montana on the brain now. Um, set in San Diego. And uh, and they're all Christmas brothers, so it's a shared world. So each author writes their own standalone. I've got Xander out today, and in two days I've got Keegan out in the same series. And writing is Raven Hush, which is my paranormal romance. Um, and very, very super, let's just say very super spicy, code word, um, paranormal romance uh, as Raven Hush is kidnapped by claws. So it's a very fun little short story that's out as well. So, yeah, that's me. So you're not busy at all? No. Yeah, a little bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, no. Alpaca Farm, I saw that when you had um, sent in your bio and everything. And, oh, my gosh, my husband and I went to New Zealand before we even had kids. And we met we met the guy. I made him go to all these alpaca farms um, and, and sheep because I love, absolutely love to knit. And I mean, I don't have that much time now, but but we met the guy that like invented the alpaca shearing table that is in New Zealand. And um, so that has always been my dream. I told him that I wanted an alpaca farm and and it hasn't happened for me. So I'm glad that you are going to be living your dream. That's you know, I'm going to name one like Dylan Crush now or Crush or something like that for you. <laughs> Yay! Oh, my gosh. I'll have an alpaca named after me. That'll be awesome. One <laughs> <laughs> um, of my pen names, I'm my pen names. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Catherine. No um, pen names are Sophia Aves, Raven Hush, and Joe Saisner is actually my real married name. Um, Joe Saisner is Kid Lit and Clean Spec Thick. Um, PNR is uh, Raven Hush. There's only four things out. I only started it a few months ago. And Sophia Raves is my main pen name. The other one will just keep very quiet for the moment because it's forthcoming for next year. Okay. And sorry, I'm croaky. I've got COVID. I'm on day nine. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, All right. Dylan, I think we should probably get to reading. Yes. Only because we're kind of – well, my, my – I, I swear, every, every time we click on, the, my computer adds three minutes. I know but, your computer is is wrong. Um, yeah, my computer. <laughs> Don's computer is always off. I don't know why. Oh, the, the clock on on your computer is always wrong. Um, 
So yeah, we have plenty of time, but yes, we do need to get to reading. And for those of you who are joining us tonight, because we had our massive 100th episode gift away, we are going to yes. get to that, but we're going to make you wait till the end. So yes. I know you're awful, but we want to make sure yes. that we get to enjoy um, hearing from Paris and Sophia first. So Paris, you're going to read first. All do right. You tell us what book you're reading from and, and are you starting sure. at page one or do or oh, do you no, need no, to no. <laughs> So I am uh, reading from Hearts Unleashed, uh, which is actually my first book that was published um, by Crimson Romance, who is no longer with us. So now it is uh, self-published. Um, and I am reading chapter five. So Hearts Unleashed is a contemporary cowboy romance uh, featuring a veteran and his military working dog. Um, so pretty much the setup is that the military working dog, um, if anybody doesn't know, sometimes they get adopted out um, accidentally before a previous handler is contacted, but usually the for a former handler normally gets um, first choice. Um, unless the dog can still work, then sometimes it might go to a police department or something like that. So this particular setup was uh, the dog was accidentally adopted out. Um, fortunately, the hero, you know, trying to get back into society, um, gets a job and lo and behold, yes, it's a little bit of an author setup. Um, the dog is actually at the ranch that he gets a job at. Um, but he notices that the heroine actually needs the dog for emotional support and they're bonded. So he kind of keeps it hush hush um, and just kind of goes about their, you know, their life. She wants him gone. So a bit of enemies to lovers. Um, the book is on KU as well as, um, you know, you can buy it ebook. Um, what else was there about it? Oh, mid-level spice. Um, you know, nothing too crazy um, in that particular one, but there is cursing um, and there is, it's not closed door. Um, so I will be reading from page, uh, sorry, chapter five. And this was actually one of my scenes I loved writing because it's kind of one of those, you'll see it's one of those like, techie versus I still like to write on paper scenes. Um, so I thought it showed a little bit of their dynamic um, nicely. All right. So, and sorry, I, uh, what is it? I stink at reading out loud <laughs> and I hate it. Um, so I made everything large and hopefully I'll get through it, but um, just forewarning. Okay. So All right, we will leave you to it and we'll see you after. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Uh, Katie took a deep breath, looking across the yard to the equipment barn. Going over the month's financial records with John was not how she wanted to spend the afternoon. She'd rather gouge her eyes out with a red-hot poker, but as her dad said, John had been at the farm a week, and it was high time he learned how to keep the books. She pushed her glasses back up her nose. This time, she wouldn't let her guard down. She was prepared for his good looks, but there was something about his combination of strength and the air of sadness around him, along with those two brief glimpses of happiness that pulled at her, drawing her in. The steady clinking of dog pegs filled the quiet hall. Coda stood beside her, tail wagging, tongue hanging out. Not this time, Coda. While having Coda around made her feel secure, the, mis the mystery of her dog's reaction to their new foreman threw her off guard. She couldn't risk Coda getting attached. I won't be too long. Feeling as if she cruelly deprived a puppy of a treat, Katie shut the screen door behind her. The afternoon breeze tugged at her hair. Balancing the heavy ledger on one hip, she tucked a stray strand behind her ear. No luck. The wind pushed it back out in her face in mere seconds. With a sigh, she readjusted the book beneath her arm and kept going. At least it's only John. Her mouth twisted. There was no only about it. Any meeting with him was a confrontation. He might have charmed her father and Linda, but she wasn't so easily convinced. People were untrustworthy until proven otherwise. And she could tell John was hiding something still and she had every intention of figuring out what it was. 
Oops, lost my space. Um, her father had been pleased when she offered to go through the ledger with John, taking it as more proof he'd made a good hire. So here I am. Uh, filling her lungs with as much fresh air as they could hold, she straightened her spine and stepped into the equipment barn. The well-lit space smelled of machinery and motor oil, not the hay and grain and horses she much preferred. A couple of farm bikes were parked in the center of the barn with an ancient rusting tractor in the back. The rest of the equipment barn was either leaned, sorry, the rest of the equipment was either leaned against the wall or stowed away on shelves. At the far end, light peeked through the, the creek below the door. Her dad had built a private office a couple of years ago specifically for the ranch foreman. She set the ledger on a nearby shelf and smoothed her hair into place as best as she could with her fingers. Fingers. She ran her sweaty palms against her jeans, her breath rapid and shallow. Not now, calm down. Inhaling through her nose, she picked up the book and held them tightly. She picked up the book and held it tightly against her chest as if they were a shield. Placing one foot in front of the next, she made her way to the door and knocked loudly before walking in. John jumped to his feet, phone in hand, as she pushed her way inside. His face was pale and he seemed to be catching his breath as he stared at her. Um, my dad wanted me to bring the general ledger out here so we could go over it. He took a deep breath, a hand against the back of the chair he'd just been sitting in. Okay. A battered tan baseball cap hung on the, on the back of his chair, an earth-toned American flag patch on the front. My dad wants you to look over the the way we balance the different accounts. So you'll become more familiar with them for ordering and whatever. She dropped the ledger on the desk between them. Makes sense. He pulled the book across the desk, taking a deep breath as though trying to get himself under control. After taking a seat, he looked through it, meticulously thumbing through the pages. She crossed her arms, leaning back against the door to watch. Do numbers make him nervous or had it been something else that rattled him. Concern crept into her awareness before she dug her fingers into the sides to shake it away, into her sides to shake it away. The jerk had probably lied on his application and had no idea what he was looking at. That was all. No wonder he needed to get himself under control. Sitting at the desk, he didn't seem as ridiculously big as he usually did. And while he didn't have many wrinkles, those Sorry, those that lined his face were marked as if they were, whatever caused them had gone in deep. She asked her dad to show her his job application. His birthday put him at 30, but something deep in his eyes looked much older. He moved like an older man too. It wasn't the stiffness, the legacy of whatever injuries he suffered. It was the heaviness in his movements as if living had become too much of an obstacle. She watched him skim each entry, trailing a finger across the page to ensure he took in every detail before moving to the next. Meticulous was, is not the word. He applied his attention to their financial records the same way he applied himself to the task she set, she'd set him. Um, I'm sorry. The demanding days of tasks didn't end with the results she'd hoped for. Quite the opposite. Every job was completed. No complaints were uttered, and her dad was delighted in the way their new foreman was shaping up. While she found herself begrudgingly impressed with his skills, she was also worried that it would be even harder to get rid of him now, and she still wanted him to go. His presence sent her nerves into overdrive. While she swirled the ends of her hair, around her fingers, toe tapping the ground. Sorry. Uh, while she, sorry. Ah. <laughs> she swirled the ends of her hair around her finger, toe tapping against the ground, more like beating the ground. She glanced at her feet, then lifted his brow. He glanced at her feet, then lifted his brow at her. Do you have somewhere you need to be? Warmth fluttered her cheeks when she realized how loudly, how loudly her shoe had been assaulting the floor. We both have jobs we need to get done and cattle aren't going to feed themselves. She fought off the embarrassment, making sure each word stones were perfectly measured. We've got time. Easy enough for him to say. He didn't seem 
at all bother to be stuck in the close quarters with her, whereas being around him filled her with this itchy, antsy sensation that she couldn't quite pin down. Too relieved, to relieve the restlessness, she started pacing back and forth in front of the desk. The distraction didn't keep her from noticing every movement he made, like the way he thumbed through the ledger. When her father licked his fingers before turning over a page of the accounts, she found the motion endearing. When John did it, her skin tingled, and she found her thoughts drifting to other ways he could put his tongue to use. The unwelcome thought stopped her in her tracks. What? No, not okay. Gritting her teeth, she pivoted toward the desk and began drumming her fingers on the worn wood. So, thoughts. You do have those, right? What do you think of it? With a smirk that infuriated her, he lifted a few pages of the ledger and let them rifle through his fingers. Not a bad start. I mean, you've done a good job with the accounting, but this seems pretty basic for an operation this size. Her nostrils flared. There's a section for each account, and we keep track on the master. It's exactly like every other ledger for every other ranch around here. She leaned across the desk, turning the ledger to the next section. You sure about that? He gave the page in front of him a cursory glance and looked directly at Katie. Hate to break it to you, but paper and pen is pretty outdated in this day and age. When he looked, she felt explode. Uh, sorry, when he looked at her, she felt exposed, like all her weaknesses were on display. She put a hand to her face, making sure her sunglasses were still there. Are you saying we're behind the times? Have you considered converting to a computer program? There's lots of good, easy-to-use software out there. A lot of it's free. I could. Look. She cut him off as sharply as she could while alarm raced down her spine. Ever since the attack, changes rattled her even small ones. My father sent me out here so you could learn how we do our bookkeeping, not so you could critique our system. We've been doing it this way for years and it's perfectly fine. What makes you such an expert anyway? She barely recognized her voice as high pitched as it was. When was the last time you added up anything other than a bar tab? Both anger and uneasiness fluttered through her and then she laughed. And then he laughed, a deep down gut busting laugh as he that he that had him leaning forward on his desk as he tried to catch his breath. That laugh, the way the sound vibrated through her with the force of a roller coaster. She'd heard it before. She'd definitely run into him before, but where? Right now, however, his amusement was irritating. What's so funny? You are, he gasped trying to catch his breath. You're really a piece of work. You're acting like I set fire to your house when all I did was suggest you upgrade your accounting system. I didn't realize anybody got this hot and bothered over numbers. Her mouth hung open. Hot and bothered? Had he somehow peeked into her brain and witnessed the kinds of thoughts about him she had been having? She pushed up from the chair so quickly the legs skidded out onto the floor. Her ankle gave a sharp spasm of pain and she tried to hide it. Hey, wait, he called as she yanked the door open. You forgot your stone tablet. I mean, paper ledger. Okay, and that's where I had stopped for the section of reading because I wasn't sure the timing and everything. <laughs> there, I'm getting us all back on. Okay, there we are. No, I really enjoyed that. Um, lots of lots of comments that. Like uh, I said, I stink yeah. at reading. So sorry, guys. No, no, it's <laughs> fine. And like we said before, we even went live. Um, th there are no mess ups here. Like we just, we are. I mean, this is as you can tell, unedited, as real as it gets. So um, it's so much fun to hear authors read their own work, though. I think that our viewers really, really appreciate it. So thanks, thanks for being brave and sharing your words. I thought it was great. No, you did great. Thank you. Um, I have a question before we get to our other questions. So um, the military docs, how did, what kind of research did you do for, for that? So, oh, um, what I didn't mention in my intro is I'm actually a search and rescue uh, dog handler. I have um, out of my three dogs, one of my dogs is a cadaver dog and my other dog um, searches for people who are still alive. I never say which one's which and I never show them and say, well, this one's this because you don't know, um, you know, if you get 
pictured or somebody's taking pictures and you see me pick out a particular dog because they are single purpose, I never mm -hmm. want to give out clues as to what may be going on, especially oh, with yeah. the cadaver dog. Yeah. And then sure. I have my, my pet. <laughs> um, but as far <laughs> as the, the old man, we call him. Um, but as far as the research, um, being working with both of those, um, you know, there is a level of, you know, a, police dogs I work with, um, a lot of the cops, um, you know, all over actually. Um, so I've run into military handlers. Um, there, there's a couple of places that try to rehome them. Um, also, um, Spikes Fund, which um, one of my one dog was one of their first recipients is run by Navy SEAL. Um, it was created by him to support um, canine police officers and search and rescue dogs, as well as some military dogs. Um, so we've met him a couple of times. He loves my one dog. Um, so I had like one-on-one -on -one experience, um, you know, talking to him about like his cat and everything like that. And then, yeah, there was some research, but it's also like being in there, you kind of like know and pick up things too. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I was asking because my son was, he's in the Marines. And he's um, in MP school, and he was thinking of doing canine, um, but he Canine's was really fun. disheartened. Yeah, he was really, he was like, um, I guess you, you can't keep them. They don't get to stay in your room. And he was like, I just want my dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's one of those catch-22s because there are times yeah. where you're just like, when you're <laughs> training them, like, voice is so important so like one of the things like if you're listening to us we have like this very nice voice but the words coming out <laughs> might not be the greatest especially when we're frustrated but you just have to remember you know can't go low can't go deep have to be like high pitched even if i'm angry yeah okay interesting wow very interesting that is interesting well we have a plethora of questions I mean, you all are doing amazing tonight, and it's mostly our 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 regulars. So I'm so proud of you. You guys are bringing it for our hundredth episode. Um, let's see. Let's get to the first one here. Um, sorry, there's a couple. And and so one of one of them was, "What's my favorite? Uh, what's your favorite read for 2022?" Yeah. So I'm behind the times, but I'm. Well, I just finished reading A Court of Thorns and Roses, and I'm continuing mm -hmm. this series. And so far, it is, I would say, like, I talked to a friend of mine who's, like, read the series, like, twice. And I constantly get on, I'm like, well, this one did this. Why'd they do this? Why is everybody complaining about this person? So it's yeah. been fun because it's been a great interactive experience versus just reading a book. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally fair. I'm probably a bit behind the times too. Um, I, my, my reading was a backlog. Uh, I had a huge book hangover from Darling Venom. I know not everybody loves this book um, by Parker St. Huntington or Parker Huntington, I think. Um, she was new to me and I whipped through it in two days and absolutely adored it, cried from chapter five onwards. Yes, it's got some very silly situations, but it's hilarious and it's sad and it's heartbreaking and yeah, massive book coming over. If you want one over Christmas, read it. <laughs> How about you, Don? Um, honestly, I didn't get too many books this year. I know it's horrible of me. I was just trying to keep up with my kids. <laughs> I know you've had a rough year. So, I just did. I I just was reading my my Jane Austen, and that's I always go back to her anytime. I just want to like disappear. Jane Austen. Your, so. your comfort read? She's my comfort read for sure. What about you, Dylan? Um, gosh, I mean, I read a lot of really good books this year. I would say maybe one of the highlights. Um, so you guys know that I'm a big fan of Abby Jimenez and I got to read um, part of part of your world. That one came out this year. And then I just recently um, I got to read an arc of her book that comes out next year. And so um so I enjoyed both of those. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of hers. 
So, and I was going to say, um, there was a question about Paris's cover. I don't know if you have it with you, Paris, but somebody else. Oh, asked no, I don't. It's so I did room. pull it up. I know it's hard to tell on the screen, but um, I did tell Linda also that it is pictured on the giveaway post in the Romance Happy Hour Facebook page. So that's a delicious too. Mm -hmm. nice. Yes, yummy, a yummy um, half shirtless <laughs> cowboy, which I know that uh, Linda will enjoy. Hey, oh, speaking of half, shirt, half shirtless, did you see the craft fair I went to last time? Did you see that post? No. Sexy Santa was there. Oh. Sexy Santa was craft <laughs> is, is that your husband? People no, were asking. People were asking if Steve was going to come on today for our 100th episode. So he had a long day at work, but um, <laughs> no, Santa was at the craft fair. Um, it, All right. Go to my page see the picture. It's actually Sexy Santa. And he kind of looks a lot similar to my, my release from last year. And so he posed. Like I said, he's like, can I pose or do you want me to pose with your book? I'm like, absolutely. So he posed and he, he, he did the same pose from the book. So you can go check oh, funny. <laughs> <laughs> right. Everybody go check out Dawn's Facebook page to see uh, a picture of sexy Santa yeah. holding her book. Yes. And so, um, but I digressed. Um, what is your favorite genre to read? This kind of spins off from the last question sci-fi oh. and i don't write it at all so but yeah sci-fi romance or straight sci-fi no, straight sci-fi well actually any kind yeah. of sci-fi okay um romantic suspense security romance but also read sports college contemporary rh anything romance really as long as it's not sweet sorry as long as it's not what oh sweet okay I thought you said as long as it's not sleep. And I was like, what? <laughs> I might fall asleep. I, I had knocked myself in the face yes. with my phone reading late at night. But yeah. How about you, Don? How about you, Don? My favorite genre is Regency. I love oh. some Regency. Yeah. I do. I don't write it. Again, I don't write it. But I love to read it. I do. And I like my, myself a good cowboy. Yeah. So, depends on my mood. And pretty much steamy contemporary, pretty much anything. Um, although I go through phases. So I've been reading a couple mafia books lately and I've been enjoying those. Um, so yeah, but I mean, I'm always up for cowboy and small town and steamy. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's do this. You want to do like one more question and then we'll have um, Sophia read. Oh yeah, sure. Has everyone finished their Christmas book shopping? <laughs> I didn't even start. I know. Mary, <laughs> you're so funny, Mary. <laughs> well, so we should ask Mary the same question. Yeah. <laughs> no, Dylan, I'm, I didn't check on it. What did our giveaway end yesterday or today? Um, yes, I actually, I extended it for a little bit longer today, but yeah, it's over. So I have a name. I know who it is. Okay. Okay. So if you're here, you may not have to do some Christmas book right. shopping. That's true. That's true. So that is but, true. So did Sophia answer this question? Should we no. no, not yet. Okay. Oh, oh no, no. I'm, I, I just buy books pretty much every week. Yeah, I was just yeah scoffing. Don't mind me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is that? Do you want to do um, Sophia now or one more question? Either way. Do you have one okay, ready? Let's do one. Let's do. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, wait. This Good one's question. Sophia. Can you share your opinions again? Real quick. Sophia, can you share your opinions again? Yeah, sure. So it's Sophia Aves, Raven Hush. So R A V E N, Hush. There's only four books out through that one, and one came out today. And Joe Saysener, S E Y S E N E R, is my kid lit and clean spec fig. Well, and if you want to, you can go and put them in the comments later. I know um, you can't comment now while you're on the live, but you can go back and add them later so people can find you too. Yeah. So do you write any under any other names, Paris? Nope. Okay. Just Paris right now. 
All right. So, Sophia, we are going to hear from you next. And you are you starting off from chapter one? Do you need to set it up or want to tell us what you're reading from? Yeah, I'm I'm starting like in the middle third of the book. God, I thought I did. Yeah, okay, good. I'm reading from Snow on the Range, which is, hang on, we did say left to go right. I didn't get it right. Know, Snow on the Range. <laughs> we can see it. Very nice. All right. Yeah, so this is the first book in um, Red Heart Ranch. Um, is a it's a Christmas romance. Two is a murderer and one is not, and they find out the hard way when they lose somebody important from the household. Um, she falls in love with one of the drifters, um, and she spends the entire time not trusting him, especially after her brother is. Um, quite badly hurt when he falls off the top of the barn when the barn door collapses on him. So at the moment she's trying to work through what happened, who's happening, is she going mad, is she being paranoid, and they're very, very remote on the Canadian border. So it's tea, right. I promise it's not whiskey. Um, yeah, yeah, so I, I'm well. starting from page it's the middle of the day there. I was going to say there'd be nothing wrong if it was, but, yeah, it is. I suppose it is the middle of the day. <laughs> so... Um. Is Sophia freezing right. for you guys too? Yes. Oh, okay, possibly. I thought it was me. Okay, yes. No, I think you're cutting in and out, Sophia. So let's give it a try. Yeah. And then um, if it if, if it, it doesn't, up, yeah, we'll pop yeah. on and, and let you know. So. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, for this person who asked my reader group, who Sophia's Sweet Sirens, and we're on Facebook and I'm on all platforms. Okay, so this is from Eve's point of view, one of the twins who owns Red Heart Ranch. All right. I stared at the barn doors. Barn doors. Jude and Archer hung off one each, ladders beneath their feet, working hard to keep the men in one place as they both clambered across the front of the barn. A deep red with white struts and cross beams, the thing had stood forever with minor, okay, some major adjustments. Dad had maintained it, passing the torch to Jude and Travis when they were in their early 20s, teaching them everything they knew. But looking at it, walking around the underside of the great pair of sliding doors, nothing told me it would fail. No rust, no big rip or bent that would make it fail, nothing. I walked backwards from the huge pair of double doors, studying them. My brother had been airlifted to the county hospital earlier this morning, which meant he would be spending Christmas alone, though I suspected the local vet Rachel would be keeping him company. The weight of an injured son, she couldn't be with, and a husband, she could. Yep, we're still good. Okay, let me know in comments if this freezes on you guys. All right, where am I? Um, but by the time I'd brought it up, she'd fallen asleep again, her bony hand wrapped around his. I worried for them both and for Trav. Losing my twin's company, his support in such a stressful time made my steps heavier. I had a good idea of how mum must feel and envied her ability to sleep through it. Unfortunately, I had to adult. The boys had let me watch their investigation into what they had into what had happened to the doors but wanted me to stay away. I remained at a safe distance, though I wanted to be part of the investigation that helped work out what had happened to my brother. More reports of the weather closing on, on us found us daily predicting not just the picturesque white Christmas that glammed red hard up each year, but the complete white out. Trav had gotten away safely. I still expected him to bitch his way through the season until he could return. The paramedics had assured me that they would pass on our details and keep us up to date on all things Travis. I wondered if Jude would be lonely without him, but he appeared to have found a kindred spirit in Archer. The two were getting along famously. Part of me knew Travis would have cast a, his pall of jealousy over the proceedings if he was still here to see it. Simon and some of the younger hands headed off to the northeastern corner to fix the mess Pierce had left on the fence line. I prayed his father, Bill, wouldn't make an appearance, a crotchety old man who argued over everything in front of him, even if he stood on the losing side. This one's good, Jude called, sliding down his ladder with his feet to the sides, well-earned muscles rippling beneath his shirt. Thankfully, he wore leather gloves. His shoulder blades jutted out from beneath his shirt, and I thought again that this man needed a woman. Then I remembered my promise to myself and quickly let it go. Jude's boots hit the ground with a puff of dust. This one's not. Archer's, Archer curved around the door frame, hanging slightly upside down from it. The barn that had fallen on my brother 
the door that had fallen on my brother now leaned against the barn. I watched Archer contort himself in discovery mode. Here it's been scratched to <clears throat> bleep. He tossed a tool to the ground where it promptly sank into an excess of straw. A part of it glinted in the morning sun and I memorised the spot. Show me. Ignoring Jude's protests, I walked beneath where Archer worked. See here. He pointed with a leather-gloved finger I didn't recognise as one of our ranch sets, available for anyone to use. Only a good cowboy brings his own gloves to work. I remembered Mama saying it years ago when she taught me how to judge whether a cowboy might be a good worker and had taken stock then, my chest expanding at the thought of finding such a man one day while I watched Dad work the tractor. As I looked up at Archer, that same feeling cleared my lungs and I breathed deeply, inhaling leather, animals and last night's whiskey. Uh, Eve? I looked up at Archer's tone. You might want to move there, honey. Oh, sorry. I stepped back, still watching, then turned, heading away as the younger guys began to refit the door. Bent but reformed, the thing was in no condition to be rehung. Either Jude or Archer could roast them for it later, and I was happy to pass that buck on. It's fine. I nodded to his comment, a sparkle in the straw catching my eye. I bent to retrieve it, a thin metal sleeve of sleeve pressed together at one end to form a pin. Jude yelled at the top of his voice as one of the younger boys dropped the barn door with a clang and Archer cursed, full stop. Sorry, full stop. See, this is me. I actually do dictate as I write and now I'm dictating to you guys. Um, I nodded, still start staring at the pin, turning it over in my hand. The bottom bore scratches where something had scratched its surface in a pushing motion where it had held the door together. I turned back to Jude and Archer, waving the metal clip over my head. Is this what you're looking for? Jude looked down at me with a frown, pausing as he berated the remaining hands and waved them away. Archer gripped the top of the door frame, hanging for a moment, and dropped to the ground. Jude reached me first. I tipped the metal sleeve onto his gloved hand and let him turn it over, leaving him to work out what had happened while I examined the door myself. The hands were gathered in a cluster of clean shirts. A wolf whistle came from somewhere deep in the huzzle, and I knew they'd never asked the one responsible, safety and numbers and all. I waved them over to the deer with instructions to separate the hearts from the mothers with a wry grin. I couldn't deal with an unexpected pregnancy at this point in the season since Archer and the boys had put all my livestock in one place last night. A dull headache thumped behind my eyes. I pressed my hand to my forehead, wishing I'd done something to earn my hangover apart from sleeping on Archer's chest. Rotating my neck, I studied the door frame without the interference of the farmhands. A dent poked out where it had collided with my brother, an old shape evident, where his knee or maybe his hip had made contact with the metal. Climbing halfway onto the door, I looked at how the roller worked, a bolt that held the roller in place, but what held the door up? I peered beneath, not really having had studied, had reason to study the thing before and found a small jewel hole. This, Archer's voice sent a shiver along my shoulder as I fought hard to conceal as he stood behind me, holding out the pin I'd given Jude in my peripheral vision. It's been removed or forced out, same scratches above. He swiped his hair over his face, the dangling locks pushed away from his eyes. Yes, I suppose it was, I said neutrally. His eyes narrowed as Jude pointed to him. What is it? His tone, his voice had a sharp tone I instantly hated, feeling like a butterfly pinned under a microscope fighting to prove my worth. I took a breath and gave in. You and Mr Howden arrive on the same day and since then we've had nothing but trouble, I snapped. My brother isn't here. My father is laid up in, a, in bed with my mother in a flurry. The fence line at the northeast corner is a bleeping mess and that this happens to my brother. I mean, what else can happen? Archer held his silence for a moment, assessing me with that steady gaze. And you've got Black Hill Boy, he mused, his eyes settling on me, ignoring my outburst. He seems to cause regular trouble. A cold wind whipped the nape of my neck, sending a shiver along my shoulders that had nothing to do with the two men before me. Len's turn wasn't anyone's fault, Eve, Jude murmured softly as Archer woke up at the same time. You don't need to bear this alone. Isn't it? I snapped at Jude. Maybe if I'd gotten off my backside and away from my computer and done a bit more, Dad wouldn't have had a stroke. And you, I wailed on Archer. You just got here, so don't you dare. I waved a finger at him, unable to finish my threat. Archer watched me while Jude kicked dirt, muttering. I couldn't bear stand to be near either of them or myself. Stalking through the barn to the stalls, where I startled my favourite mare, Gigi, I took her out to the south end of the barn with a canter and no warm-up. So that takes you about halfway through Snow on the Range, where she's starting to work out that she's not actually as nuts as she thinks, and all my full-size um, novels and series are on Kindle Unlimited as well.
Awesome. Very nice. Yeah, lots of comments. People said they like this and and oh, um, yeah. you're enjoying that. So great read. Yeah. yeah. And your um speaker only messed like it only delayed like once or twice at the beginning. So yeah. Yeah. And yeah. sorry, I started dictating at you. I actually, I do that whenever I'm in the car. I dictate because we live in the middle of nowhere. So it's 40 minutes wherever I want to go minimum. So I dictate the entire time. And I, I do open quotes. Harry said he loves Sally full stop quotes, new line open quotes. So <laughs> this is naturally how I speak I now. That. I'm now wondering how many times I've done this to my kids when I'm reading to them at night. I was wondering, so do, do you talk like that to your family and, and friends and when you're on the phone I, and everything I've done as well? it to my husband occasionally. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. That's funny. Do we have any um, any other questions besides the, like, 20 million questions that Karen put in the comments? Were there, were there any I other? love Karen. Karen, you come through for us. We do have a lot of questions, though. So um, we're going to probably pick one or two maybe two of Karen's. We'll see. We'll, we'll see where we're at, Karen. You, but I'm going to store them. Like, like we said, we're going to store them away in a Karen file. All right. So what inspired y'all to write? And I love y'all. We, I was just having that conversation about the use of y'all today with some of my coworkers, but what inspired y'all to write? Well, no. Depends on where you are in the country. I've been a, I, I was, uh, I, I had my children nine years ago. I started having children um, and I stopped working. I'd worked in retail for 25 years and I was absolutely exhausted. So we decided we were buying the alpaca farm and that was going to be my business. Writing was actually never on the cards. But by the time that I had my second child and he turned one, and I knew everything there was to know about parenting, breastfeeding, um, everything possible <laughs> about children and development because I needed something to do. And I started to write and my, I'm left-handed and my handwriting is so terrible that my husband bought me a laptop, which I was a bit embarrassed about um, because I couldn't read my own writing the next day. Um, so I started to learn to touch type and to use a computer, which was pretty unheard of for me. And I'll tell you what, once you start, the floodgates open and then that's it, you're stuck. You, you can't stop. There is a million stories to tell <laughs> and they just keep coming. That's true. Um, I, I, I'm going to pop this up here after, after, um, after Paris, go ahead, go ahead, Paris. Oh, um, for me, it was, I can't even tell you, I don't remember when I started writing. I mean, I remember maybe like elementary school, I would like fiddle with some stuff, but I would say most of it was like watching a movie or watching a TV show and just like disliking something they did and in my mind want to change it up or make it, well, when I first started writing, I enjoyed making things darker. <laughs> so like that thriller, dark fantasy kind of vibe, I really don't know how I ended up in romance, <laughs> but um yeah, it was just that, like trying, like changing things, or even when I um, started reading romance, it would be like, oh, I really like this hero, but I don't like who he's matched up with, or vice versa, and then like came up with the person who I would want to match them up with, and yeah. then just kind of started writing, and then came up with my own stories, and and that's you know for me, that's how it happened. Nice, um, Dylan. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pop this next one up here because this might explain Karen today. She can do a hundred questions to celebrate. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, I, I saw that before. So yes. Yeah. So that's, that's why we're getting this Karen questions that we're going to put in our database. <laughs> okay. Here's a good question for you. What book of yours would you recommend to a newbie? Depends what they like. <laughs> I'd say for me, um, if you're into super spicy um, military romance, um, my Navy Seals of Little Creek, so issued. If you like cowboys, Hearts Unleashed is a great, um, you know, mid-steam. Um, and then Called Into Action, definitely, if you like, uh, I mean, both Hearts Unleashed and Called Into Action have, like, big dog characters because um, called into action is actually search and rescue based. It's 
looks it's not as romantic suspense as the cover makes it look and i'll keep quiet on that <laughs> uh because that really wasn't my choice but i didn't have an option <laughs> really on that um but there's a big um canine so same thing if you like small towns uh dogs and books and mid steam um either hearts unleashed or um called into action are great but if you like super spicy military um issued and those books are great intros so little creek is that virginia mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> i worked with some navy seals um stationed did there you? before i did yeah. yeah still team eight all right um sophia what about you um, would you I would say any of the first in series, honestly. Um, Snow on the Range, I'm going to pimp it again, and I've still got it going the wrong way. There we go, Snow on the Range. It's 99 cents at the moment for the ebook. Um, I've got it on 99 cents all Christmas because it's a Christmas book. Um, it's a first in series. There's three books out in that series, and it's in Kindle Unlimited. Um, Collision is the first in Blue Blooded Brothers. Is a series of seven books. It's complete. Um, and they're all full-length novels. Uh, it's a police romance uh, series based on past trauma and a psycho who affects all their lives. And A Table for Ten is the first book in a military romance series, Sepoys, which is a World War II unit setting cans that I've resurrected because they were special ops and they were basically told they couldn't be doing what they were doing. They were doing too much. They were, it was an impossible situation. These guys actually went in in 1942, put um, dummy bombs on all the sh Navy ships in Townsville Harbour and got out unseen and they were disbanded the next day. So I resurrected them um, to give them a better chance at a, at a at some extra happy endings because most of these guys did die in the war. So um, that one's free, perma-free, so table for 10. Is that historical then or? No, they're all contemporary. Okay, okay. got it. I just, I just brought it forward, yeah. <laughs> Yes, I didn't know if you had um, written a World War II book or no. Or I, somebody did suggest why don't you write historical because I actually studied archaeology at uni, and I thought that was a great idea, but that would involve another pen name and like cloning myself six more times to get more books out, so we didn't do yeah. that. So. Well, see, you just you just kind of answered my question that I was going to ask next, which was how do you do your research? But you said you're an archaeologist or you studied archaeology, so I mean, yeah, I um, honestly. I um for, for most things I interview so I'll find somebody who's a professional in the area and I will interview over the phone um I did sales for 25 years so getting information out of people is actually probably my main skill set and it's very easy to do you can start a conversation very easily people want to talk about themselves and their experiences especially if they've already volunteered um I did uh, a a race car driver and as car driver for um for dead heat was part of the Kay Bromberg's driven world. Um, so I wanted to get inside his head and I need to do a couple of uh, sports coaches from American colleges for next year. But I did, I spent a lot of time with two people. Um, one was a Texas um, police officer who had also done undercover for three years in Mexico at a, with a motorcycle club. She was so good that after they did the bust and that she walked back into court, they thought she was still on their side. So she was actually patched in as a female into that club as well. Yeah, wow. so she and she sends me lovely hot cops. Um, so thanks, Kat. Um, but she um, she's fantastic, and she's sent me so much great information just on on procedural as well because I've got a Texas Ranger series. So she's had interactions with Texas Rangers as well. Um, spent a lot of time talking to, um, and by a lot of time I mean three hours once, um, with one gentleman who lived on the other side of my country um, who had done six years undercover, and he showed me um, he was actually the the milestone case for police not doing such long stints undercover because he has missing a six-year period of his life where people buy a house, get married, yeah. develop strong friendships throughout their lifetime. So I learned a lot of things about him, the amount of junk mail that he left in his car and around his apartment so that people could see that he was real, this personality that he had created was real. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I take all that information in and then turn it over into something else. Mm -hmm. oh, wow. Wow. Awesome. So do you, do you write mostly American or do you write a lot of Australian as well? Um, half and half. I've got two series that are Australian. Uh, actually, I've got three because one's a duet, so I've got three three series set in Australia and the rest, the other three or four are it's set in America. And okay. I will be doing a college romance series with sports creatives and some dark romance as well, and that will be set in California. Very cool. Awesome. 
Yeah. We'll have another question. I mean, we have a ton of questions, but let's get to. I know we're, new, uh, we're getting close on time. So. So let's go to Andrea. What is your favorite book or, or book to movie or TV? Book Dexter. Movie. That was a book. <laughs> I'm huge. I like dark. Again, I don't know why I write romance some days, but yeah. <laughs> um, also, uh, uh, Sandman. I, I've watched that like five oh, yeah. times already. Yeah. Okay. Um, Hobbit. I really love the first Hobbit movie. I really, really do. Um, and I love Martin Freeman. Um, or Fight Club would probably be my other. I'm a sucker for action movies. Oh, thank you. I was going to go with Outlander because <laughs> I just mm -hmm. love Outlander. Yeah. yeah. I thought they did a really, really good job with the casting and everything on that. So, Do you have one, Dawn? I'm, I'm going to have to, again... Go with Jane Austen. <laughs> I love her. Pride and Prejudice. I mean, I just love, I can watch that show all over again. I'm just saying, she's, that's my comfort. I mean, I'm probably going to be sitting here binging cookies and Jane Austen. Is, is Although, you know, I did just um, totally binge watch the first season of Bridgerton again. Um, I really, really, really enjoyed that as well. So, yeah. Yep. All, All right. right. We're super close on time. We probably ought to call it. What do you think? I think we should because we also need to talk about the giveaway. Yes. So, so I know um, for anybody else who asks questions, um, if Paris and Sophia, you know, have time over the next couple of days and want to go back and answer some of those questions, feel free. Um, so this is our last episode for 2022. I know that you both have... Um, a giveaway posted in the group. So if you haven't entered that, head over to uh, Romance Happy Hour Facebook page. Make sure you enter the giveaway because both Sophia and Paris are um, giving away some goodies. And then we also have our, our big 100th episode giveaway that we need to announce. Do you have anything else to add before we do that, Don? I don't. I'm really curious who won. <laughs> Dylan knows. So, I, I know. I do fire. know because I, well, in, we had over 11,000 entries. So, um, so congrats. And I don't know if I can say like her whole name on here. Um, but it is the winner is Louise B. So, um, I will okay. be contacting Louise via email. I've got her email and I didn't see her on here tonight. Um, so we will be contacting Louise and, um, yeah, it was, it was huge. We were totally amazed by the number of our past guests that, um, wanted to yeah. put something towards that. So Louise is going to be set for, I don't know, I think the next couple of years of reading. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> I just wanted to thank you so much to all the authors who came to our shows over the yes. last couple of years. And the readers and viewers, and, and even for those who just, you know, are just discovering us now, like, we do this twice a month on mm -hmm. um, the second and fourth Thursday, and I got that right this time, Dylan. You did. Second and the fourth Thursday of every month, except for November and December, we just do it on the first Thursday, because obvious reasons. But, um, and we would love to see you guys here more live. Um, we had, we had quite a bit of viewers today. So I'm pretty excited mm -hmm. about that. So, um, and we love you all. Just if you want to, we have an additional giveaway going on. Um, Sophia and Paris are also giving, doing their own giveaways. So on our page, if you pop over to there, you can enter their giveaways. If you didn't win the grand prize, every, every twice a month, we do more giveaways. So if you're just wanting that, if you just want to kind of come and see what we got going on for giveaways, pop over there to the Romance Happy Hour Facebook page. Come visit us during the the broadcasts, and we love you. Yeah, and if you've missed anything, because now that we've got 100 episodes, if you've missed any of them, um, you can always find them on our podcast, which is Romance Happy Hour or our YouTube channel, or just scroll back through the Facebook page and they're all there. So, um, 
Sophia and Paris, thanks so much for being with us tonight. We really appreciate it. And it was so much fun hearing you read from your books and getting a chance to chat with you. So you want to just tell people real quick where they can find you? Where's the best place to find you? Where do you hang out the most? So thank you, Dylan and Dawn, for having me on. Uh, totally enjoyed it. Always love getting out of my comfort zone. Um, as far as where you can find me, I'm pretty much on every site or facebook twitter instagram uh paris winters uh make it nice and easy and uniform um honestly i probably am on instagram the most um you know in terms of you know interacting um i saw somebody asked about a reader group um i tried it it's I, i'm not good with those because i'm not regular doing them so i don't have one um but instagram is a if a good great way to interact or just email me <laughs> probably you'll get more of a response from there and i love getting emails so yeah all right great how about you sophia do you do you have um, one website or something that rules them all or do you have um different <laughs> I, I wouldn't say it rules them all i haven't got everything on there but i'm working on it um is sophiaraves.com nice and simple or sophia's Sweet sirens is my facebook group and that is where i am most of the time so Okay. If you need anything, approvals are on, just post up. All right. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us tonight. Thanks, Sophia and Paris. And Dawn, thank you for being on here. I mean, we we had no idea when we started this. Yes, for not cursing. And also for, um, yeah, for, for saying yes when I said, you know, like, what was it, three years ago? Hey, what would you think about... Doing a <laughs> show every once in a while. Yeah. So here we are. So I know my drink is almost gone, but we never cheers. So cheers, Dawn. Mine's definitely I know yours is all empty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we will see you in 2023. We will be, I don't have the date, but the second Thursday in January, we will be here. So um, hopefully we'll see a lot of you. And we will be all drinking right. and reading more books. That's right. Like so. All right. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye. Happy holidays. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Romance Happy Hour. To find out who's coming on next or catch up on the video episodes, visit our website at romancehappyhour.com. Don't forget, you can always join us live on the second and fourth Thursday of each month on the Romance Happy Hour Facebook page. To connect with Dawn or me, check the show notes for our contact info. We'll see you next time. Cheers! Cheers.